Hello and welcome to the United MEC's Leading Edge podcast. In January, we elected new officers and we'll say goodbye to the long-serving captains who move on. In this second part of our two-part series, we welcome the new MEC officers and gain insight into who will serve the MEC and what they expect. I'm your host, Captain James Belton. And in the studio are Captains Mike Hamilton, Tom Murphy, Mike Harrison, and First Officer Paul Ryder. Captain Mike Hamilton has faithfully served the United MEC for many years in many roles. First Officer Rep, Treasurer, EVP, and Executive Administrator, to name a few. Mike, how did you get into ALPA work specifically, and what does this new challenge mean to you? Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the opportunity to speak today. I got into ALPA work shortly after completing probation in uh, 1998. I had the good fortune to fly with Captain Steve Darby, who at the time was the Council 12 local chairman, as his flight engineer on the 727. He asked me during a trip if I'd be interested in helping the pilot group and the union by volunteering for ALPA. And since that moment, I've worked in various volunteer jobs, both at the local level, uh, the MEC, and ALPA National in various roles. I've enjoyed the challenges that uh, every volunteer role I've had has presented, and I've learned quite a bit about teamwork and perseverance and keeping a long-term goal in mind while tackling tough situations. Master Chairman job clearly is unlike any uh, job I've had. It's the ultimate test within ALPA, and I, I hope to bring all the lessons and experience I've gained through over two decades of ALPA work to the table to help lead the pilots through whatever challenges may lay ahead. So in terms of that, how would you characterize the priorities of your role and what challenges are you specifically looking at as being probably first and foremost? The first priority is to defend the contract we have, and that's followed closely by concluding the negotiations for the next one. The best way to get the conclusion of the negotiations is to have a unified pilot group, which requires active two-way communications within the pilot group, either directly from the MEC communications committee or through local councils. We can't conclude the contract without a unified group, and that's how we get there. Now, I'll be working closely with the MEC to ensure we are being responsive to the feedback we're receiving from the membership, either through PDRs or local council communications and local council resolutions. Next, we need to look and prepare to tackle emerging threats while we manage the day-to-day work here at United. We need to work with Alpha International and if ALPA to block attempts both domestically and internationally to degrade the profession through flags of convenience, atypical employment schemes, and degradation of pilot training qualifications. Mike, not only do you serve as the MEC chairman, but uniquely we have the opportunity to have you on the United Airlines Board of Directors, and uh, you'll be able to gather valuable insight from that. So how confident are you in United's future and our relationship with the company? Well, I won't attend my first BOD meeting until May, but I am looking forward to the opportunity to represent the pilots in that capacity. I hope to bring a voice of the United Pilots to the board of directors. There is no doubt that United and the industry as a whole have challenges ahead, just as it looks like we're starting to emerge for the pandemic, which hopefully will return to profitability in the industry. Unfortunately, it looks like the Ukrainian crisis is providing a new obstacle to recovery as oil prices exceed over $100 a barrel. The good news, I think, is that we have a management team that, unlike every management team I've seen for the last 25 years, doesn't shrink from a competitive fight. They consistently have been the aggressors, and it's, they are clearly intent on becoming the world's largest airline. I think that's a plan the pilots can and should get behind. But at the same time, as I mentioned in my first communication, 
The company's goals are much harder to reach if they don't have the employees on board. The company has made large financial investments in aircraft and infrastructure to position themselves to execute on their plan once the industry recovers. I think they should be the conclusion of our negotiations in a similar light, an investment in the recovery. In recent years, Alpa and the company have had a productive relationship, and I think both Alpa and management have learned that finding solutions to problems collaboratively is uh, preferable to the bankruptcy era of constant confrontation. As is often said, the company gets the union they deserve and vice versa. Uh, Alpa will be part of the solution, but my expectation is that our contribution to the company is recognized in real improvements to our contract through the conclusion of this round of bargaining. Mike, that sounds like a tremendous amount of work, and we appreciate you being in the position that you were just elected to, but you won't be doing that by yourself, obviously. Uh, Captain Tom Murphy has been helping steer the MEC from the vice chair office for a few years now. Tom, how did you get involved in Alpa work, and uh, how did you end up as the vice chair? Jim, thanks for having me. I've been at United for over 25 years and got involved with Alpa very early on. I previously flew for a couple of non-union regional carriers, and as many of you are aware, the best way to see the need and benefit of being unionized, being organized, is to fly for a non-union carrier. So when I reached United, I was eager and motivated to get involved, get um, out there and volunteer. So through the years, I volunteered and served in various roles on the local level and MEC level. I had the honor of serving as a council rep for five years, 2013 through 2018. And then I was first elected as MEC vice chairman in 2018. So I'm going into my third term now, and it's been even a greater honor. It's been the greatest honor to serve as the MEC vice chairman. So being a volunteer has always been rewarding. It's all about helping pilots, improving the profession and paying it forward. I urge everyone to stay informed, engaged, and get involved in order for our union to succeed. All of us have to take part in some way. So, Tom, you're in your third term or beginning your third term. This is, a, this is unprecedented for the vice chairman. Tell us about the challenges of the vice chair and your goals in your next term and how it may contrast to what we've been through. ALPA and our MEC is far greater than one person. So to be effective, it requires leadership and teamwork. So my three overarching goals this next term, continue keeping our crews safe through the remaining months of the pandemic and all the other operational challenges that come our way, help lead this pilot group to a successful conclusion of section six negotiations and help fulfill the MEC's strategic goal at the ALBA board of directors meeting this fall. These goals don't necessarily contrast with what I've been working on these last four years because my primary roles as vice chairman is one, ensure the safety, security, and health of our crews, and two, follow and enforce the direction of the MEC. As vice chairman, in addition to assisting the chairman, I oversee the operational committees, jump seat, safety, security, scheduling, and training. There will always be challenges caused by events outside our control, such as the pandemic and now the Russian invasion of the Ukraine, I will continue putting safety first, protecting captain's authority and fighting for our pilot's best interest. There'll be many more challenges ahead of us and I look forward to meeting them head on. Thanks, Tom. The compensation committee was in good hands with Mike Harrison and millions of dollars were rightfully put into the hands of our pilots. With the move to treasure, Mike, tell us about your ALPA history and what things you will concentrate on in your term. 
Hey, Jim, good to be with you today. Hey, I really enjoyed my time on the Pilot Compensation Committee, especially the term of the last two years as chairman. I'm honored to be elected uh, to the treasurer position and be on Mike Hamilton's team. As you know, the treasurer oversees the Pilot Compensation Committee, so I'll be excited to see what and oversee what um, changes are accomplished, and I know they're all going to be for the better. Aaron Lancaster, elected to chairman pilot compensation, is a great thing. I know he'll kill it. The treasurer position involves oversight of three other committees that accomplish a lot of work for the pilots. These are hotel, R&I, and military. I tell you, it's going to be a great challenge for me to oversee committees I really don't know much about, so it's going to be a big, steep learning curve for, to, for me to figure out exactly what those guys do, but I know they're big committees with a lot on their plate. Uh, the hotel committee is a large committee with many responsibilities that our pilots expect a lot from. Um, Andy Sneller and Greg Mox are newly elected chairman and vice chairman, but they've been doing the work for a long time. So that's a good thing for me, right? Retirement insurance is also a busy committee being run by a select group of smart pilots. Fred Green and Andrew Menards, they did work for me in pilot compensation. have been doing volunteer work for a long time, and I really enjoy, I will look forward to overseeing their committee. Finally, military affairs is highly specialized committee. You know that, Jim, being a military guy. I'm by Dennis Smith, who has done this specific work seemingly forever, as long as I can remember anyway. All three committees are run by pilots who are SMEs, and they know what they're doing. Certainly, that is a blessing for an oversight officer. And in this particular case, that's going to be me. Mike, we asked Rick Cameron, your predecessor, about business during the pandemic. And hopefully, like I say, hopefully we're coming out of this. So looking forward, what lessons can we... Uh, can serve you best, I guess, is the best way to say that. How did we do during COVID and how are we financially prepared for the future? Well, Rick has served as treasurer during good times and bad, right? So he's gone through this whole COVID thing. He's also in the good years. He's done it for as long as anybody. I think they'll probably the longest any treasurer has done this type of thing. To fill his shoes are not going to be easy. You know, it's going to be a tough job for me, right? And I'm going to give it all I have to do that. Fortunately, Rick and I are great friends, so I've been privy to how he likes to run the finances. He's leaving a huge surplus, and my responsibility will be use that surplus in a physically responsible way so that it still will be in place when it is really needed in the future. Uh, that will be my number one priority as treasurer business-wise. We are just starting the turnover because I just finished, as you know, Jim, and you were right before me, a 777 captain call for the last five weeks. I will be taking copious notes for the turnover that he gives me and use those notes and his plans and then soon mine to keep this, uh, the, the surplus and basically the financial physical ability of, of our funds for the future for the United Pilots. Thanks, Mike. I had the privilege of, of having your committee serve me directly and you solved some, some pay issues uh, a while back. And I know that our, our many, many pilots have uh, been the benefactor of your hard work. So we look forward to having you as our treasurer. Paul Ryder, you are not by any means new to Alpa work. You held vital roles at your previous carrier and most recently at Alpa National in the resource coordinator job. Being the new MEC secretary has you facing new challenges with a different crowd. What are your impressions about moving into the MEC officer job and how it may compare to what you've done in the past at Alpa? Thanks, Jim. So I think there's a lot of uh, elements that are similar and some that are different. You know, one of the things that I've immediately noticed by moving into the secretary role is how well and cohesive the team is that's working together on behalf of the United Pilots. Um, Mike has established an open, transparent uh, leadership style. 
And from day one, the direction is to support the pilots in every way that we can do so with transparency and making sure that we're supporting the committees that are doing the, the heavy lifting on behalf of the pilots and ensuring we're defending the contract, improving their quality of life and addressing their needs. Um, some of the things that are different is the perspective. Um, but, but the reality that uh, is Apple work is we all face uh, similar challenges with a slightly different flavor. And my goal is to bring the experience I've had from working previously in Alpa at, a, at an Alpa carrier and most recently as a national resource coordinator is to take that experience and that perspective and bring it to this new team and share it and make sure that we're able to connect all the resources within Alpa uh, to fight on behalf of the United Pilots. And uh, I'm looking forward to learning from the team and also sharing my perspective with the team. So I know that that combination is going to lead to uh, good results for our pilots, good results for our profession, and leading United pilots into uh, what's going to be hopefully a very prosperous time in the future as our industry emerges from uh, the pandemic and the challenges that, that come with this industry. Very well put, Paul. And uh, speaking of those challenges, I know and I, I got to see firsthand you working with uh, Bill as you transition into your job. So uh, what advice did B Bill give to you and what do you expect some of your biggest challenges to be? You know, Bill's been great in helping me move into a new role and uh, every role within, within Alpa has its, its unique challenges and having someone with the experience of Bill uh, help me in that transition was really valuable. Uh, one of the things that Bill in particular imparted on me was the necessity to support the committees that support our pilots. Um, all of our work comes down to focusing on the line pilot and making sure that those committees have the support they need, that they have a uh, oversight officer that can step in and provide um, the right amount of um, pressure when necessary to break any log jams ultimately with the idea that they're doing the work on behalf of the pilots and supporting them is supporting each individual pilot. And I've got the good fortune of overseeing about 10 uh, MEC committees um, that do just some phenomenal work on behalf of the pilots. And I'm, I'm privileged to be a part of that structure. Thanks, Paul. And welcome to Rosemont. I think you're going to enjoy it here. Thanks, Jim. Mike Hamilton. You still have some selections to go with uh, people in key positions, and you come into office with a whole bunch of new people and different committee positions. So what message would you like to give to the, not only to the outgoing leadership, but to your new officers and the entire MEC as you assume your new role? Well, first for the outgoing officers, I'd like to offer them my sincere thanks. Uh, thanks to Todd and Bill for their six years in office and Rick for his seven years. Their tireless, dedicated service and countless hours of work haven't gone unnoticed by me. And unfortunately, most of the work they do is behind the scenes. So what you see, what the pilots see in the public sphere is just a fraction of what actually goes on behind the scenes. The issues that they have to deal with on an almost daily basis has no checklist. It's pretty much you lean on your committees, you lean on your SMEs, you lean on the services from ALPA to get pilots, regardless if it's just an individual issue or a pilot-wide issue, get them through the crisis. I'd also be remiss if I didn't thank their families. Uh, these jobs take a pretty significant toll on the families. The demands of these jobs are, I think, felt most acutely at home. So thank you to all of their families for loaning their husbands and friends to us for the, uh, for the duration of their term.
my fellow officers and I, we attended a uh, leadership strategy session last week at Alpha National. So I don't really have much of a message for them. We've been communicating during the entire transition into office. So I think we're all on the same sheet of music. I think I could say collectively for the officers that our message to the MEC is let's work together. Let's be unified. That's one of the things I've seen, had the opportunity to see as an executive vice president is uh, MECs and pilot groups that were successful navigating crises versus MECs and pilot groups that came out of crises is more fragmented and less effective. And universally, the MECs that thrive through a crisis and emerge stronger are MECs that are unified and keep the pilots unified. That's not to say we can't have our disagreements, but having a uh, respectful debate and coming up with a solid plan that everyone can get behind is the key to effective leadership. And that starts at the MEC table, starts with the officers, and hopefully the pilots will see the results of that unity. Having served with the outgoing team of officers and knowing you gentlemen for as long as I have, I know that we were in good hands with the previous administration, I know we'll be in good hands with, with this administration. So gentlemen, the comm team, the MEC, and the entire United Pilot Group thanks you for your time and greatly appreciates your service to our profession. We wish you the best during your new terms. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed our visit with the MEC leadership and invite you to the future editions of the Leading Edge podcast. Fly safe and stay healthy, and thank you for joining us. I'm Captain James Belton.